Hey there, my name is Jackie, and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Remember to visit homeschoolthinktank.com to learn more about how we serve homeschooling families. Also, if you check the link in the show notes below, you can get more information about anything that is mentioned in this episode. I hope you enjoy this episode about homeschooling and parenting, and be sure to check in on Mondays for our episode that is all about mindset. Today, I want to visit with you about many different styles of homeschooling, and my goal here is to give you an overview of the different approaches that people take to homeschool their children. I have many episodes about each of these styles where I visit with you for like half an hour about one specific style, but in this episode, we're going to quickly go over all of these different styles to give you a quick overview. The first style of homeschooling is what homeschoolers call an eclectic method of homeschooling. And that is basically where you're combining or cherry picking what you like from different styles of homeschooling. So by the end of this episode, you'll have a pretty good idea about a variety of ways to approach homeschooling and you can pick and choose what works for your family. All right, this style of homeschooling is what you would call a traditional school at home model of homeschooling. This is actually how most people start out homeschooling their children because we all have this concept, this idea of what school looks like, and basically you are trying to replicate what is modeled in the public school system in your home. So you may try to do specific subjects at specific times on specific days and really just model what is being done in the public school system. Now, the reason there are so many styles of homeschooling is because for many people, modeling what works in the public school system doesn't necessarily work at home because we have a different environment. The next method would be what you would call a curriculum-based method. Now, you might think, well, isn't this the same as a traditional school-at-home model? And I have to say, I don't believe so. Oftentimes, you use a curriculum-based method within a traditional school at home model. But curriculum comes in a variety of shapes and sizes. It does not all look the same and it does not all necessarily mimic the way that things are done in the public school system. But you're very much using specific curriculum within your homeschooling environment to help educate your children. Now, the next thing I want to touch on is not necessarily an approach to homeschooling, but it's sort of what you do in the transition time between maybe pulling your children out of school and actually beginning to homeschool in a more intentional way. And this is what you would call de-schooling. So de-schooling is basically giving your kids a chance to learn on their own, to maybe even be bored enough to learn how to fill their own time. Because oftentimes within the school system, kids are very used to being told what to do, what to learn, how to learn. 
And your goal here is to give your children a chance to become curious again and actually learn something because they want to, not because they are told to. Now, again, I want to remind you, there are many other podcast episodes and blog post articles on the Homeschool Think Tank website that dive deeper into each of these elements. So definitely see the link in the show notes below and you will find a blog post that goes over the various styles of homeschooling. But from that blog post, you can click on various other articles to learn more. And within those articles, you'll find the podcast episodes. All right, the next style of homeschooling is called a classical education model. And this model is based on a combination of learning about the seven liberal arts and reading the great books. In essence, the early years of school are spent on absorbing facts, systematically laying the foundation for advanced study. In the middle grade, students learn to think through arguments And in the high school years, they learn to express themselves. And that classical pattern is called the trivium. And this is most certainly a very comprehensive education model. If you want to know more about it, I really suggest that you look at the article that goes with this episode. A unit studies approach is the next style of homeschooling. Basically, when you use unit studies, you are choosing a topic and exploring it deeply with your children for a length of time, maybe three weeks or six weeks or maybe even longer. But you're incorporating different elements of education within that unit study, within the topic that you're studying. So you're trying to pull in math and history and science and all sorts of different things in your unit studies approach. The next style of homeschooling is called project-based learning. Now, project-based learning begins with a problem or a question, and maybe your child has a lot of interest in this, so they decide they want to study this subject at a deeper level, and it includes a lot of reflection. It also really includes critique and revision So critique from others, the child revises the product. And the real difference between, say, unit studies and project-based learning is that at the end of it, there is a public product. So your child shares a presentation or an item, something with others in a public way. It is not something they just do for themselves, but they do it to share with others. All right, the next style of homeschooling is called game schooling. Basically, this is where you are using games to help teach your children. So if you are teaching multiplication facts, you might be playing Yahtzee a lot. Or if you're working on a specific time in history, you might find a game that revolves around that time in history. But you're really using games to teach your children. And the upside to this is it's fun and you're connecting with your children while they're learning. The next approach to homeschooling is more of a nature-based approach. Some people would call this wild schooling or forest schooling, but you're really doing a lot of things outdoors. You're intentionally learning 
about nature, but you're also taking your everyday education just into nature and incorporating whatever you can outdoors and oftentimes in more of a community environment with others. Another approach is called road schooling or maybe even world schooling. So road schooling is taking your homeschooling life on the road. Maybe you have a fifth wheel, an RV, a camper of some sort, and you're traveling. Or maybe you're staying in Airbnbs and you're traveling. The key difference between road schooling and world schooling is when you're road schooling, you're pretty much staying in your country. When you're world schooling, you're traveling the world and there's likely air flights involved as you go from place to place. And you may not be going a really long distance all the time. Sometimes it may be from the country that's right next to it and you're traveling in that way. So you could be traveling by vehicle or by air when you're world schooling and when you're road schooling, you're pretty much just traveling by vehicle. But you can combine many of these other approaches to homeschooling with world schooling or road schooling. But a key component of both road schooling and world schooling is that there is a lot of experiential education that's involved from museums to visiting geographical areas that are of significance and studying the area where you are learning, maybe the language, the culture, the geography. But when you are intentionally road schooling or world schooling, you are going out of your way to learn about the places that you are visiting and taking advantage of the experiences that you can while you are there. So the next type or approach of homeschooling that I want to share with you is unschooling. And unschooling parents often discreetly guide their children's education while helping the child feel that they are in charge. Now, if you are a radical unschooler, this is absolutely child-led learning. The parents act as more of a resource or a guide, but the child chooses what to focus on and learn. But I would have to say, I sort of think of the word intentional intentionally unschooling your children is making sure that they have opportunities for education, for learning, for growth, but it does not resemble a traditional school-based model at all. Kids use curriculum if they want to use curriculum. If they don't, they don't. It may be made available, but it's certainly not necessary. There's a lot more library books involved, a lot more games more wild schooling and unschooling oftentimes combines a lot of other methods of homeschooling with child-led learning and strewing and wild schooling and just all sorts of different things. Going to museums, getting together with others on field trips. But I do not want people to confuse unschooling with a lack of education. That is not the case at all. Unschoolers that I know are very concerned about their children's education. They just don't think it needs to look like it does in school. And the book that comes to mind for me is Free to Learn by Peter Gray, where he really talks a lot about children having having the freedom to learn and how they learn very naturally. And so I would say unschooling is more of a natural type of education. It's sort of like when your children are really little 
you just let them play, but they've got blocks and they have Legos and they have books and you go outside with them. It's basically just continuing to do that at a higher and higher level throughout their childhood. So within unschooling, I mentioned strewing, where that is basically leaving different things out and about for your children to discover and explore and learn with. Then there's child-led learning, which is basically the very opposite of parent-led learning, where the children are, in essence, leading their education by following their interests and expanding on those interests versus parent or teacher-led learning, which is much more in line with a traditional school-at-home model where you're picturing the teacher up in front of the classroom, teaching the kids and telling them exactly what to do and what to learn, whether it be teacher or a parent teacher doing that as a homeschooling parent, that would be parent-led learning. And finally, I coined the term true homeschooling. And the reason I coined this term is because when COVID hit and so many parents started quote-unquote homeschooling their kids, It confused the term homeschooling and doing public school at home is not homeschooling or doing private school at home. That is not homeschooling. Homeschoolers generally have to legally designate themselves as homeschoolers by filling out some sort of form. But the other huge difference is we have a choice about what curriculum we're going to use, whether we're going to use curriculum or not. And some of these choices do depend on where you live because the laws are different in every single state and country. So there are, your options vary depending on where you live. But in general, homeschoolers have a choice about what time of day are we going to start doing, quote unquote, doing school, depending on your approach. What days of the week we're going to do it? What curriculum we want to use? What approach we want to use? Whether it be an unschooling approach, a wild schooling approach, a game schooling, or a classical education model, project-based learning model. There are so many different approaches. We have choices when we're true homeschoolers. When you're doing public or private school at home, your choices are very, very limited if you even have choices. And I felt that it was really important to distinguish between true homeschooling and doing public school or private school at home because there were so many parents thinking, I hate homeschooling, when in fact, they weren't homeschooling at all. They were doing public school at home, and I would hate that too, I do believe. I wasn't, I didn't go through it, thank goodness. But... I don't think I would like it either. And in some ways, I sort of did. My daughter was doing high school, college, and some of that went online when COVID hit, and it was terrible. I mean, she was older. I didn't have to be involved with all the things, but some of the teachers just had no clue how to teach online, and it was not what I would call a good experience. And (laughs) she would have learned a lot more by just reading books at home than she did in that time frame when it first hit. While she was a homeschooled student through the college, it's not homeschooling. Just like doing public school at home isn't homeschooling. So I've coined this term true homeschooling. So if you are truly homeschooling your kids, you have these choices most likely. 
about the approach, about the way that you want to go about homeschooling your children. So again, I'm going to circle back around to where I started with eclectic homeschooling. So when you're an eclectic homeschooler, you are really cherry picking and doing just what works for your family, which in reality, I believe most homeschoolers are more of an eclectic homeschooler because they tend to do what works for their kids. You may go into things thinking, oh, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, but sometimes X, Y, and Z is not working out and you have to change your approach. And that's okay. That is one of the beauties of homeschooling is being able to do what is right for your children. All right, I want to remind you that if you want to know more about any of these styles of homeschooling, I have covered, I believe, all of them in depth. You will find links in the article that goes with this podcast episode to each and every one of those types of homeschooling with more information. And over time, I will add yet more information to those articles. So feel free to always come back to those to see what else we've added, how we've updated them, because I try not to just write an article once and let it sit, but I do update it and add things to them so that they are more helpful to you. Live and learn your way. My name is Jackie, and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye. I want to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to follow this podcast and share it with a friend. Remember to check the show notes for a link to the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. In this article, we'll include any links that we mentioned in this episode. And remember that you can search all of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast episodes at homeschoolthinktank.com.